The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And this week, we are coming to you live from Palm Springs, the Palm Springs Riviera Hotel in Palm Springs, California. This is the first time that we have done a show live on location. This is also the first time that we have sort of a live studio audience. I'm normally at this point in the show, I would introduce everybody who's here, but I think it might be easier just to have everybody go around the room and introduce yourselves, and then we'll get into some questions and some answers. Don't have that scared look on your face. I promise this will be harmless. And for those of you out there, if you have questions and you would like to ask them during this broadcast, you can head up on Twitter and tweet us at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live. I will be uh, trolling around on Twitter, seeing what you guys are saying and reading some of those during the course of the show. I guess we'll start off, though, with you, Steve, and we can talk a little bit about this event. We have, <laughs> what? We have the Hot as Hell event here. It's the first annual. It has lived up to expectations, at least temperature-wise. Last I checked, it was about 7,000 degrees Celsius. So let's talk a little bit. What went on in your mind when you decided that, you know, hey, let's gather in Palm Springs when it's going to be really hot in the middle of August and bring a whole bunch of hot people together and invite the fans? Well, let's start here with that. Wow, I could not have done that better. That was, I'm not a sound effect. That was actually a real bottle of champagne. God, I had this whole bit popping. My eye. <laughs> I, I had this whole bit because you said we were going to go around the room and all introduce ourselves, and I was going to say I was Michael Sabatino. Let's but do it again. Let's, let's do, it do it again. Roll back. Should we roll backwards? Should we we introduce? will. Now we'll get to that. We're going to TiVo it back a little Great. bit. <laughs> I can't put the champagne back. <laughs> we will welcome everybody to the Soap Central Live here in Palm Springs. We're going to go around the room and we will introduce everybody since we T voted back. Let's start off across. Oh, okay. Um, the pressure. Uh, this is Kelsey Robinson, and I'm uh, with the cast of Fumbling Through the Pieces. I play Jesse, and I'm excited to be here. Hi. We're excited to have you. Hi, I'm Kirsten Banksis, and I play Meredith Keith. Uh, Meredith. Meredith Kimura is my ex-boyfriend's mom's name. I played oh. Meredith Champagne on uh, Pretty, the series. I'm Stacey McQueen. I play Annette on Pretty. Now my Michael Sabatino bit is not going to work at all. No, go ahead. Should I try it? Sell it. I'm Crystal Chappelle's husband, Michael Sabatino. Mm. I regret a decision I made. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. No, it's funny. I just heard those words not that long ago. <laughs> uh, and I'm the fabulous Steve Silverman. I rock 
Yeah, sure. Look Actually, my manly packs. That's, um, that's Crystal <laughs> Chappelle speaking at the moment. I'm Steve Silverman. I'm the creator of Pretty, the series, and the In the Series. And sitting next to me is... Crystal Chappelle. I'm the executive <laughs> producer of Venice and The Grove. And um, I get to act on wonderful shows like The In. Um, and that's it. Moving on. I'm Julie Smith, and I'm the creator of Bumbling Through the You know, we talk a lot about the move, the transition from traditional television to the Internet, and that the Internet is eventually the spot where all things will take place. The question I have for all of you is that it seems when people are talking about things that are hot on the Internet, we talk about cats playing pianos on YouTube, and they get six million hits, and there's truly wonderful scripted dramas and comedies that are on the Internet and for some reason, they seem to be harder for people to find than these cats playing YouTube. Why? <laughs> why? I mean, why is that when it, it seems that the attention span is what, 15 seconds? Cats um, are awesome. Perhaps I should have picked a different animal. Uh, maybe cats are not the way to go. I was going to say, I'm like, cats are just so easy and they don't have any lines and it's just, you just tell them what to do. Uh, I don't know. I think that, uh, but I think there is a craving out there for a good story. And I think what is especially great about every person in this room is that we are all part of and telling really interesting, great stories. And we're telling it in a new medium. And we're also bringing um, talent, whether it's Kirsten, Stacy, Kelsey, Crystal, wherever you're from or whoever you are, to an audience who gets to see you in a different way or see you for the first time. So I think that's really kind of cool. But I also think that you're talking about two different, you're talking apples and oranges. I mean, there's, there's trendy stuff and pop culture stuff, like the cats falling asleep and falling off the table, that kind of thing. And then there's scripted drama, and all we're doing is taking an old form that is airs on a different platform and taking it to a new platform. The cats, um, you know, I've got issue with cats. Well, we won't pick on, on cats oh, anymore. Uh, for you, Crystal, Crystal this... Chappelle hates cats. I don't hate them. <laughs> I'm sure people are going to be taking to, to Twitter to discuss the fact that I'm picking on cats. Now, with, for Crystal, you've been able to interact with fans before from uh, being on the soaps, and you've had the opportunity to have that one-on-one. But for a lot of... For, I guess for everybody else, this is really one of the first times that you're going to have a chance to meet face-to-face the fans who have enjoyed these web series. So... Starting with Stacy, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? I'm actually I, I am ready for fun. I'm ready to. Uh, Steve has uh, explained that this is going to be a very laid back and just uh, not so much like fans and web people, but just people getting together and saying, you know, we like what you do, and we get to say thank you so much for watching because it, it truly there are no web shows without the fans without the people that watch it. And um, I'm very much aware of that. So uh, I'm looking forward to just hanging out, having some cocktails, and um, just, you know, getting to know people on a human level and not just some kind of weird... Hopefully they're not weirdos. Just <laughs> <laughs> they're weirdos. I'm going to run really fast. Oh, it's like, delete, delete, delete. No, not delete, not delete. <laughs> 
uh, they were saying that they were you needed. They were concerned. You got quiet there for a moment, so I guess you got quiet at, at the exact moment. You, Sorry about that. <laughs> before we came on the air, something that fans would not have heard was this interesting voice that you were using. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but we'd like to hear it on well, the air. You have this giant silver palette. It looks like oldie times, like the 1940s, so I was talking like this, and that's, I thought I was going to talk the whole thing. I, I do like a horse, race an, a horse race announcer. Yeah, if I was really quick, I could do something like that right now, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I use a script that Steve Silverman writes, and then I'm like, Writing is such a. It should be quotes around that, though, shouldn't it? Yeah, I did do quotes. Y'all didn't see. Me. <laughs> well, we'll add those later in somewhere along. Like, now I know that Kelsey. I know that you're signing autographs. At Actually, the you know what I'm doing? I'm underlining my name, which is so weird. It's what I used to do when I was a little kid. I'm so excited about signing things. You're <laughs> underlining. Yeah, I'm just doing like a little squiggle. Don't judge it, please. Don't. No, judge I'm, not, it. I'm already not, committed to it. I'm not judging. I'm looking to see. Are you? Are you putting you know hearts and little smiley faces? I, or, I can't. I did. I did. There was a name that I recognized, so I might have written hearts and like squiggles and stars around my name because I'm super mature and I'm showing that right now. Well, I don't want to take you away from the drawing of the line. Yes, but. <laughs> I'm no, not. really, I don't. Okay, okay, oh. good. I'm done. It worked out perfectly. I'm done. We were just buying a little time there for the last one. Yeah, uh, it's very complicated. For you, what are you expecting? I mean, I saw your face lit up when I mentioned it's you know one of the first opportunities to really meet the fans of the project. So, what are you what are you expecting? What what do you want to happen? What should people say when they come up to you? What do I specifically want to happen? <laughs> um, I want a few people to buy me a drink because Mama's broke. No, I'm. <laughs> I what I really am just looking forward to is that we have done a few of these things. I have another. I have a web show that I produce, and then I have Julie's web show, which I act in. And at all these different events, it's always so fun to meet people. But it's usually really fast, and especially like at the end of award shows and everything, it's just kind of like it feels like a meet and greet because I guess that's really all we have the time to do. But I'm excited that this is like a whole two and a half days of just chit chatting and comparing stories and. I think it'll be really fun. And right now, I wish we could TiVo forward to Kelsey on Sunday when she's like, make it stop! <laughs> no, I probably will be crying on Sunday because I'll be like, don't make me go back to the humidity that is Philadelphia. I won't want to leave. You're from Philadelphia. I'm from all over the place, but I'm currently living in Philadelphia. We'll I am nowhere near here right now. I'm so excited. I don't know if you know this. I'm from Philadelphia. We'll really? talk We'll talk later. We'll, oh, no, let's we'll, do this now. I like this. We'll, <laughs> that's where I live. Okay, so where do you go to get your favorite cheesesteak? I just moved there, so don't do the Pat's this thing, because I don't know. Yeah. But Actually, it's neither. Okay, tell it's me the right answer. Tony oh Luke's. I like Tony Luke's. Okay, okay. It's I mean, it's not in the same little area, and this is for folks out there. You know, if you're going to Philadelphia and you want to know which cheesesteak, we have Gino's, which I think has the best roll. okay. Tony Luke's has the best overall. You know, there's a there's a fine balance between the meat to cheese ratio. Okay, That's, so I appreciate that. Perhaps what we can do is we can do a cheesesteak sampling one day. Okay, that That's, would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. What is a cheesesteak? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? I never had one. So we have a question from the audience. <laughs> what is a cheesesteak? No, not from the audience. From well, Stacey it, and McQueen. It was to this, but you know, from you really. I've seen cheesesteak, I, I, but I don't know what it consists of. Is it well, a, it's a sandwich. Is it a steak made of cheese? It's a sandwich yes. with layers of steak 
and then cheese on top. But in Philly, the proper way to do it, according to people, which I think is crazy, is not with real cheese, but with cheese whiz. It is. Cheese and I'm is not amazing. a fan, personally. I hope I don't get any hay bale <laughs> from look. my own neighbors. But um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the cheese whiz. Anyway, Philadelphia is wonderful, and I live in Rittenhouse Square, which makes me sound so posh if you know the East Coast. Oh, I listeners. live there as well. You It'll live- be amazing. Really? I do. That's crazy. Yes. Insane. We're neighbors. They came uh, all the way to Palm Springs. So neat. So neat. Aww. He's like, I live in Philadelphia too. You liar. <laughs> and you haven't had a, and you haven't had a cheesesteak? No, I have never had one. Kelsey's boyfriend is Kelsey's boyfriend who she told us about earlier is like I'm gonna kill that guy. The radio host guy is dead. This neighbor friend. What's going on? I, I don't know how to make the the transition from talking about cheese sticks to one of the questions that we have on Twitter. Ooh. It's it's sort of a I'm tweeting too. you know I, I think that people get online particularly from soaps uh, you know they they transition and they maybe get things in their head and people run with it and they spread information that isn't necessarily the truth. So one of the questions that someone has is they want to know the question for today's session with the web series producers: How do they get the funding? Given there are no ads and unknown subscriber numbers. How do we fund these? Julie, would you like to start? I mean, it seems that, which is actually really good, is the three of you have approached this in different ways. Crystal, you have subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I know that you, uh, Julie, you've done a Kickstarter. And I know, Steve, you... Whore. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just say, Ju- Julie's going to answer this question, but I, this event would not have happened. I'm only one half of this event because Julie is the other half of the event, and she has kept me sane and uh, grounded and wonderful, and she is the other fantastic co-host of this event. So I I'm giving you a snap. And now she'll answer the question. Kickstarter's my friend. Kickstarter, DVDs, I mean, anything. I mean, anything you get together and put it out there, basically. Pour yourself out. Beg friends, very good friends of mine with pockets. And what's been the response? Does anybody... I mean, there, there are things on Kickstarter. We see everything from people who are uh, doing interchangeable uh, rims, brims on hats to, uh, you know, multi-million dollar inventions that they're coming up. You know, what, what's been your response with Kickstarter? I mean, obviously, it, you funded your, you we reached funded. your goal. We reached our goals, so that was great. Um, that's what we've done. And I just asked friends and lots of DVDs and get people to donate. And that's how we got season two done. Season one actually came out of my own pocket because I don't want to ask for any money for the first time you were first coming out with the show. So season two, did that make just it jumped in and actually helped? Did that make it more challenging then? Because you know you want to put the best product that you can out there, and if you're having to fund it yourself, you know there may be a limit for for how all in you want to go. I didn't think about it. You know, sometimes you know what you're getting yourself into until you're already in it. And you're kind of going. Okay, so we'll just keep moving, and everyone, I'm really fortunate, I have an amazing group of friends, and they all just jumped in and helped with the script and helped to get done, so I just was really fortunate, feel very blessed. And I know that for a lot of people, in anything, I think everyone can relate to not wanting to have to ask anyone for money, uh, you know, whether it's to pay an electric bill or whatever. So, I mean, I realize that for a lot of people, I, I see that they, they want to fund things and sometimes they don't know how to go about it. Was Kickstarter, was that first and foremost, I mean, that was the, always in your mind of what you wanted to do? That's what um, 
Listen, my mind and Angela. Angela and I both got together, and she's like, "That's do the Kickstarter." She's the one who set everything up for us um, and got it going. And we just the pledges out there. We were lucky people pledged. So I mean, that was the only way I really knew how to make money. I wasn't really. I'm not as savvy as maybe Steve Silverman and the Chappelle here. So I'm learning, you know, to get better at this about getting the subscriptions and stuff. But Kickstarter saved us for season two. So it was really amazing. I think it's so awesome too, that like you did choose to do it that way. We've talked about this, how you put it out there and did the first season just blindly being like, someone please watch this. And then when you launched the Kickstarter for season two, you were like flooded with people wanting to support. So it's like about being neurotic. And that's two days left for three thousand dollars short. I know. Steve's pretty or not. This is Kirsten. Steve's uh, when I saw the first season of Pretty and Stacey was in it and so many people that I had done theater with, and he I I he's one of the best writers, comedy writers and otherwise, sort of this dramatic, but it's funny, but it's not, but you don't know what it is, kind of really surprising kind of writing. I was like, I, can I, and I had a, I, you know, you have, when you're an actor, sometimes you get, you have to incorporate yourself. So I had this production company and I always said that I wanted to support the kind of work that I want out there. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this beautiful, sweet, weird, dirty web series. And I wasn't in it and I had no, I didn't know I would ever, you know, I would be in it, but I was like, can I, I want to, if you do that again, let me, let me put money in because I would love to have my production company be one of the things that you know so for me it was it was just being um it was being associated with that made me look good because it was hmm. so it, as a as a as a person with a production company and then you know because i i gave it money then he, he wrote me a part you know we use we use kickstarter and and we're very successful with it and we're very lucky and it's really interesting because years and years ago kirsten and i used to do theater together and i would save up all year to do a play and a play can be five ten thousand dollars i don't know yeah. why you went to palm springs and left me I'm still doing it. <laughs> she's still doing plays but we used to do plays together and that was the craziest thing it's like i would like scrape all this money together and and i would like we'd, we'd be this scrappy little production and some of them were like really very successful and we there were one or two where we made money which is unheard of in little theater and there were many where we didn't make any money we lost a ton of money and then time goes on and all of a sudden we're doing this web series and Kirsten and I are talking and she's like I want to be you know coming back to you now and I was like this is so weird and yet cool and there's a whole artistic thing going and we we were able with pretty the second season third season they were never going to happen Never wrote, you know that, I'm saying to Stacey, we, we never were going to do that. And then the fans started giving us money. They started giving us money on our PayPal link. And then I found Kickstarter. This is going back two and a half years. I and found it You found it for me. <laughs> Stacey found it for me. But here's the thing I have to say, which Julie just said, and Kirsten can own up to this too, because she just did a Kickstarter for her film, Kill Me Deadly, coming to theater soon. She and just wrapped She just wrapped it. But here's the thing, and she'll own up to this too. It is exceptionally stressful. Hmm. You spend... It's all or nothing with Kickstarter. And yep. when you need, you know, Kirsten went for huge bucks. We went for, you know, $10,000, And it was like $9,800 and you got to make fifteen. You're like, oh my God, it's 72 hours before. And you're like, you don't want to be some crazy, like, you know, pauper on the street. Like, you know, give me a dime, please. With like a hat or something. But you're still trying to get your art made. So it's, it's a it's fine, fine line. line. It's crowdsourcing is a fine line because you want to involve people, but at the same time, you're going to make money from it. And I, I, mine was in a different 
you know, if I was producing a play or producing a web series with a, with a group of people, and I felt like for this, we, we raised for Kimberly Dudley a, a minuscule amount of a million dollar budget so that we could include the fans and, <laughs> and do that. But it was, a, it was a different animal. But it still was stressful because you want that support of, um, of the mass populace to say, yeah, we're willing to give money, to put down money because we believe in this project so much. And, and the wonderful thing about these web series is, and, and things is, is they're the closest thing to theater that you can get in a, in, a, on a, in a web thing because you do have that audience participation. And without the people watching it, you kind of have nothing. Right. And mm -hmm. you do need audience participation to make the thing, whether it be them watching or giving you money or whatever. So um, I think what, you know, there's much more nobility, I think, in that kind of web series because you're actually deciding, like, we're going to start at nothing. We're going to see what we can do and, and make this thing because you don't have the kind of sad contracts and stuff like that that you necessarily will have with a show. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because one of the things that uh, Steve and I talked about previously I was asking how, what you're doing, if you would lump all my children and would like to live in there, and we had a discussion about that. But when we're talking budget-wise, we hear that maybe all my children and one life to live have not been able to make their magic with a $100,000 budget per episode, which I have to imagine you would give an appendage for $100,000. I would give Crystal Chappelle's left arm. <laughs> Wait, can we go back for one second? Can we go back for one second? She just volunteered. We have to TiVo back for one second because somebody else right here has done it a whole different well, way. Exactly. So that really should be spoken about. Well, Crystal, I think it's safe to say that something is ringing. Uh, it's <laughs> safe to say that... Venice is the first, and it may be the only that, that I'm aware of, web series that has a subscription model. What Was that your intention going in, that that would be the way to go, or did you have other well, visions? We, we started this in 2009. At, at the time, we hoped to do um, two things, find some kind of ad uh, sponsorship support and subscription. So we were going to do both. And we were going to uh, do the subscriptions with no ads, and of mm -hmm. course the sponsorship with, you know, front roll. Um, but at that time there weren't really any big, uh, brands that right. were interested in certainly coming on and sponsoring a web series. They barely wanted to sponsor, you know, other things that are on broadcast that are being aired on the web at that time. Now things are a little bit different. So we went subscription, um, uh, sold merchandise, uh, did the social media rallying. Um, I got all my friends involved, my, my daytime actor friends, so we, we managed to um, make it work in that first season. It was very successful. And since then, we've been able to retain most of our audience. And I just think that's, you know, they, was this, who is it? Is it Yogi Berra? Somebody said 80% of success is showing up. You know, you kind of just have to hang in there. And, uh, you know, you're not leaving the party, <laughs> you know, whether people want you to or not. And it, it, as long as there's, it's for me, as long as we're covering costs, I'm happy to produce it. Well, I think that, and I, just to sort of relate it to an experience that maybe people have understood prior to that, I remember when I started my website, it's 18 years now, uh, at some point in time I needed to find a way to pay for the bills. So I had to do advertising, and that was you know 16 years ago, and it wasn't really anything that people were doing at that time. And there were a lot of people who were offended at that time by the idea that there would ever be advertising on the Internet. Sure. Heaven forbid. Uh, was that something that you faced? Were there people who wrote to you or tweeted to you or whatever at the time and said, you know, Crystal, 
you're doing a subscription base. Did anyone oh, question sure. the decision? Oh, they thought it was, you know, they, I asked them what they thought a good price point would be. So I actually went to them to say, what would you pay for this? And, um, and I got people who would pay a lot more than I'm charging. Um, and people who just told me that everything was free on the internet and to which I said, well, who, who's paying your internet connection bill? So it's not free. There's nothing free out there. Um, so it, it's just a matter of a loyalty to brand. And if people like what you're giving them, they'll stay loyal to it and they'll sit through a 15 second front roll. Yeah. And then yeah. four seasons now, an Emmy later, obviously, I guess it's a, who's been the laughing right decision. now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. The, the Venice audience is beyond supportive. You'll, you know, these fans are here today. They're, they're very supportive. They'll travel and they follow our musical artists around the country. They're, it's, it's, but I, I think it really is a relationship between us, the show and them and that, you know, we listen to them, we interact with them. Um, and we want to give them a certain quality production every season. I, I, that's the only thing. Otherwise, I don't know why they're hanging around. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I, I, you know. that's really key what you said, though, because what is really amazing about what we get to do is we are, it's a relationship. It's, we are conversing. They're part of it. They feel that they're part of it. It's not just, I watch this TV show and I watch some TV, you know, commercials like TiVo through them, et cetera, et cetera. And then we all talk about it later. We actually, I've had people say to me, and I'm Steve, I'm Steve Silverman. I'm absolutely no one. Believe me. And I have people are like, you're the first celebrity who's ever tweeted me back. And I'm like, really? Like, are you just, you actually said something really nice. Like, I love your show. Why wouldn't I say thank you? Like, that's just common courtesy. And we established these conversations that we're now in two hours going to go to a happy hour kickoff here. And I'm going to actually go face to face with people and be like, you're the one you and you and you, I met somebody, we met Casey Casey. earlier. Oh, she'll kill us that we just said her name. We met someone named Sway (laughs) earlier. And um, we met, we actually met her in, I met her in New York last February, but just so they're talking like normal human beings. There's no us and them. It's they're part of it. And I think that's, what's really exciting. It's really fun. It's really, um, I don't know. I think other shows have done it and have gotten wise to it. Um, TV shows, I know Lost did, really engaging that audience and getting all of those message board people and tweeters and followers and all those people talking. And I think that's what's really amazing about web series right now is that we really have that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah. Uh, I, we got a, I got a thing the other day from ABC because the show I'm on is co-owned by ABC and CBS. And ABC was like, these are the Twitter rules that you have to follow. And all of us went to work that day because we were all working. I work on this TV show called Criminal Minds, and all of us got to work that day. And I was like, did you get the thing? Did you pay attention to it? No. Because we all <laughs> on that show, all of us that are on Twitter, we do take pictures of, here's the script, here's what we're doing. And as long as you don't give away a spoiler or something like that, the audience does get really attached and feel like you're part of this world. And it does, and, and you can, and as long as everybody stays cool, you can establish that kind of like, this wouldn't be here unless you watched it. And and so, you know, none of us have this job or get to do this thing unless people... Unless there's an audience. Yeah. Unless, without an audience. Without Something, that. too, that I think is important to note and is evidenced by this weekend is that you don't seem to be... You may have a joke about it, but you don't seem to be competitive. You seem to be embracing each other. I mean, you've had people from other web series as part of... Uh, particularly on, on Pretty. I know that uh, Anthony was on. Anthony uh, Anderson. So, sure. uh, it, it doesn't... S- Whereas Shout it's out se- to Brennan Bradley. <laughs> yeah. right, well, it seems it. like you could easily want to be the web series that is the last one standing. It doesn't seem that you've taken that approach. No, no. Oh. And what we did for this weekend is there was a, a there was actually a physical challenge, 
and the four creators and, and participating shows in this room completed the physical challenge, unlike Survivor and the ones who couldn't. I'm totally making this up. Okay. Crystal's like, what's there? Was there a wall? No, I just said it's in the headlock. Why would there be competition between shows when, if television shows, you know, where there's this X amount of time allowed, and so everybody's fighting to get a show on TV. With web series, the internet is this vast Ocean. universe, yeah. and so if there's room there's everything. everything. There's abundance economy everywhere, and it just happens to be that you're in a room full of people that believe in abundance economy, mm-hmm. starvation. Economy. Well, it's yes. a new, yeah. it's a new medium too, and even though it's been around for a while, it's it's now just now gaining footing in the brand market area. But also uh, with television, they're competing for that time, that eight to nine right, p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. rating. You don't have to do that here because people will go and watch your show and then they'll watch, you know, and then mm-hmm. they'll watch it at different times. That's that's the issue that broadcast is having with the Internet is that people can watch whenever they want over here. It's changing the way people watch things. So we don't have to do that. And we also gain from something because there are other web creators out there that I know of who are very competitive and who don't want to promote. They only want to promote their show and they're all into their own show, et cetera, et cetera. And they almost create a little island for themselves. Whereas I have no problem. If Crystal puts out a brand new episode of Venice, of course I'm going to retweet it. I want her to do well because if she does well, we all do well. And that's really how it works. You know, I mean, it's, it's really a support of each other. You can even see it in all the shows that are here in that I use different actors from different shows because I know I'm not an idiot. I know that if I get Brendan Bradley and I get Anthony Anderson and I get Crystal Chappelle on board, I get uh, uh, Mary Beth Evans from The Bay on board and, and, and Emma Caulfield from Bandwagon on board, I'm getting all these other audiences interested and they're coming on board and they think that's really cool that we're all playing you know, together and playing well together. But most importantly, getting Stacey McQueen on board. Yeah, that was a big one. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Brandon just texted me from, from Carolina saying that he wished he was here, but he's with his family. Aww. So we're talking about the people who want to be here. Steve, who are some of the people who will be here this weekend? Because if a little bird is correct, people can still get a ticket at the door. Possibly one thousand dollars. <laughs> no, um, yes, you can still you can still come out if you're if you're in the area. Come out tonight. Come out tomorrow morning, and and not come out as if like come out of the closet, but come out to the event. <laughs> and that was weird. Or do whatever you want to do. Come out for the weekend. We have a we have the cast of Venice. We have the cast of Fumbling Through the Pieces. We have the cast of Pretty in the Inn. We have all sorts of people from the lovely and talented Michelle Lee and Joan Van Ark, which should be quite enjoyable tomorrow night to see those two. Uh, crazy beans uh, back together again and uh, uh, they're both sweethearts and and we also have you know a lot of the like we said like a lot of the newer talent is here with us as well you know we have um, um, Harrison White and um, uh, help me out with other people people Terry Simmons Michael Taylor Gray Kyle David Pierce Mark Gant it's it's all the people with all our shows but again the thing is when Julie and I talked about this and actually you and I Crystal and I had a a a fascinating um, the lunch where I was sick as a dog and showed up anyway. Aww. I showed up. I had um, I was just getting over bronchitis, but I didn't want to cancel with them again. And I had we kept kept rescheduling Krista and Crystal and I. So I showed up anyway and sort of hacked my way through that. Ooh. I'm like, was. I was so sick, and I'm like, but I was. It was that part of like, I'm not sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's. Pleasant. But we talked about it at that lunch where I said, and I talked to you later. I said I want to do an event for the fans. 
that has no, I mean, I called you both up and said, I don't want there to be any autograph tables. I don't want there to be any uh, red velvet ropes. I don't want it to be like, attention, here comes Julie Smith. See, I'm doing your voice now. And um, <laughs> I want it to be feel a feel of a family reunion. I want it to feel like we're all just getting together and everybody's fine. And that's one of the reasons Julie and I talked about this is we are starting with an open happy hour. It's just show up and we're all there. We're all the same until I have to call security on the following Make people. Make some bad decisions. And then there are secret events that we cannot discuss or they'll sure. pull the plug on, the, on sure. the internet. But there is going to be the mystery science. That's not the secret, is it? The no. Mystery, okay. The mystery science theater 3000 like audio commentary. Audio commentary. Yes. Who's going to be involved in this? What are they going to do? Because this, to me, is the highlight of the weekend, possibly. When Julie and I talked about this, we decided that we didn't want to just do screenings and show you things you've already seen. So what we did is each of the shows had given us one of their shows. We're going to, we have a couch set up on a little mini stage. It's really very fun. It's a total, it's really funny. It's a total 70s couch. When you guys see it, you're going to be like, wow, you went all out, huh? It's the one from the Emmys, right? It's the one from the Emmys. Nice. And Giada will be at the end of the couch going... Who are you and what are, well, how would I know you? No, um, uh, we, are, we are going to uh, throw a, we have a giant 9 by 18 uh, screen up and we already tested them this afternoon and we're going to watch whole episodes together, turn the volume down about 50%, hand microphones off to the cast and creators of those shows and the cast of uh, Fumbling Through the Pieces is going to get up there and watch an entire episode with you and tell you all sorts of things that you don't need to know. Like, we already discussed this. What is it? I don't know. We discussed something having to do with my underwear, which I'm not going to name on the... That would just be going in the wrong she direction. She brought it up. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to point out that Diane Delano will be one of the Fumbling Through the Pieces cast members. She If anyone has ever watched the show, or especially the bloopers, then you know what you're in store for tomorrow if you're watching, if you're going to be here with us. And I've, she I've been, will be yeah. off the cut. It is going to be really... Funny. Funny. And I've been bragging about the pretty cast because it's Kirsten, Stacy, Michael Taylor Gray, Terry Simmons. And um, I've been bragging about it because they're the funniest people I know. Of course, that means they're going to get up there and it's just going to be. You shouldn't brag. Well, no, I feel like all of us think, I mean, I think all of you guys are so funny. I'm just going to be quiet and try to let you talk more so I hear the things you say. Yeah, don't do that. I'm going to do that. You got to talk because. I think that people really are interested in all of the backstory of what goes on in making these shows. And I hope that that's what the commentary comes out with. Like when we sit down to watch the inn, there's a ton of very funny things that can come up and we can start explaining why, for instance, Crystal Chappelle is wearing a pink shirt in the diner and oh, then wearing yeah. a sweater at the inn. But we don't have to discuss that now. So that, that's a big boner. That I, I, sorry about that. No, so we don't I, have to discuss that. No, we'll discuss that no, later. No, I really made a bonehead. I want people. I, I love how you look head. around the room like you defended, <laughs> you defended the men in the room. She looked at the men like, have I offended the men in the room? I want to come to it to hear why you made it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, but little things like, like for instance, you know. Why is Ray wearing glasses? Why is, why is Ray's character Teddy wearing glasses? Why that decision was made? The, the very first opening shots of the car that's you know little things that's one of our producers cars Heidi and the greatest thing was she had gotten in a car accident like three days before and she like pulled it up and she's like I'm so sorry guy the car guys the cars is all banged cars all banged up and as the you know creator I'm like awesome because you know I'm like that's even better that the car's all smashed you know the whole front was smashed in so I think that kind of fun stuff is what people want to hear I think that's with anything. I mean, people, when you guys with on Twitter, you know, they want to know the random facts of you know, what you had for 
lunch or, you know, what you were tweeting on your way to Palm Springs or all that other stuff. I mean, that's what people like to hear. I mean, are you finding that maybe they want to know more than you're willing to share? I'm shocked that anybody cares one lick. That's I'm Really? Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I get so involved with the idea. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that champagne. Um, I get so involved with the idea of we're, we're making a show. It's so fun. And if the, the last thing I ever think about is that anybody is watching it and enjoying it. or And, and I certainly don't think in terms of, like, ooh, we're stars or we're important in some way. It's just like, this little show and it's awesome. So I'm always surprised when people react in a way that seems kind of like a, a fan thing. I think I think we're also every person in this room can agree on this. I think we're all moving so quickly when we're making these shows that we're not thinking about anything but just getting it done, getting it done, getting it done. Oh I mean, yeah, we everyone and not in pissing here. off your neighbors. Exactly right, not upsetting like <laughs> no one getting. But you always do anyway, don't you? you not do. having someone show up and ask where the permit is and um, oh. all the other things that come up. But I mean, we for you know we filmed. We had this crazy day, which the pretty girls can remember. There was a Saturday we had, and we, we thought we were starting at 8 a.m., and it turned out in the space we used for the Mistarized pageant, they had a yoga class that started at 9, and they forgot to tell me. So everyone sort of arrived around 7 o'clock in the morning to go, and I'm like, well, we can't get going until 10 o'clock. So we got going at 11, and we didn't wrap that day until 11 o'clock at night. It was like a 12-hour day. And we were having the best time, and we hit that stupid punchy point. Yay! And then you sort of plow through that, and you keep going. And the funniest part of that was, like, this is all going on, and actors are finishing up, but they weren't leaving. Like, like Denise Alexander was done, and she stayed. Mm-hmm. And I kept going, you know, you can go. It was, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You can go anytime you want. And she's like, I'm having a ball. I'm watching you guys. And everybody stayed. And it's just this whole process. And then when it's done, you know, we all leave. And then the creators sit and then spend the next several months, weeks, promoting, editing, and all the stuff. And you forget all the stuff that went down for it. So I think that it's it's interesting because we all come together and we become like this family, an intense family, for several days. Up. And then we break up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the day that Kirsten got to kiss Brendan? Oh, all day long? You kissed Brendan? I've kissed Brendan, but Ooh. for a show, for a show. I'll give it like, to all if you guys kiss now. Just, that's probably... It just happened. Is that what it's called? It's the radio, just like whatever, they did it. It's amazing. The trail off after probably we started making out. Wow. It's, it's the fastest makeout I've ever seen. Yeah. It's what people will do for a dollar. But zipping back to where I was talking about the, the big budget for other shows, for... Crystal for Julie for Steve. Ideal situation. What if you know if money weren't a factor? If if you know you could film wherever you wanted. What would be your ideal scenario? We'll start with Steve since you're in my line of sight. Unless you want to roll, if you want me to go the other way. But what would be your ideal scenario? I mean, I know that you you face certain challenges when you're putting these together. If you could remove those, you know, what would you what would you see? Well, I'm proud to say that we are a SAG production. We pay all, we, we offer to and do pay all our actors. I am very blessed in that many of the actors I work with don't want to be paid. They believe in the art and the process and say, it's okay, just put it back in. Now, granted, the way the SAG contract works, we're not paying them thousands of dollars. It's usually a hundred or two hundred or sometimes less. Sometimes it's minimum wage they accept because that's how it works. Um, 
That's a hard question because it would be a whole different world. I don't know. Um, there's a scrappiness that I like about what we do. There's a camaraderie that happens. You know, Kirsten said it before. It's like going back to the theater days. It's like mm-hmm. about, you know, when, when I was doing the years of theater, we all got together and if there was a set that needed to be made, we built it. We painted it. In a perfect world. In a trailer. You know what? You can still do that. I mean, the, the idea is that, I mean, I think the idea is that you keep building upon this and you become more and more successful and you maintain that integrity and that work ethic of that scrappiness. And may every single person in this room be doing multi-million dollar projects where they maintain the work ethic and the scrappiness and everyone gets paid a more than living wage and everyone does it because that is, but we don't, no one's doing it for the money. You do it for the love of the thing. And then, and then if that pays off, then that's great. Cause I feel like that's where the real magic is, is that when you get to do that, that's like, oh my God, like you don't, you don't ever lose that sense of specialness. And I I feel like that, that, you know, cause I know that. It's, I still, I still do theater and I still do this and I still do that. And I can say that those are the best things is when you mix, like, I mean, it sounds terrible. When you mix large amounts of money with that scrappiness, that's like, things are great. And actually pretty, when it comes to web series and their budgets, had a pretty decent budget. I mean, we really did. And I feel like that that's special when you have money, enough money to pay, to, to feed people, you know, good meals and, and you have a costume budget and you have, but you know, makeup and hair people that are professional, like that, that sort of thing. And the actors aren't getting paid anything, but they're getting experience. They're getting to work with Steve who has so much writing experience. And all that. So I feel like all of that is, is really where it's at. When you can mix money with people who have brains and, and really have worked to where they, where they come from and have a history of creating, I feel like that's magic. Cause I want you to be, crazy ridiculously that was me steve silverman speaking that is exactly no no i'm gonna add to that it's amazing no that was kirsten and she's dead point on all that but i will add this I'm sorry to interrupt. no you were great this is where this is what i actually would say the first season of pretty was six actors we paid for it my boyfriend and i we paid for all of it ourselves the second season of pretty was 24 actors and i'm really proud of that the third season of pretty was 31 actors I'm really proud that we were able to open the story and I was able to grow and the community supported it. So I don't know, dream scenario. I'm thinking Hawaii. Hawaii. Think about Hawaii. Oh yeah. Meryl Streep as Rabina. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Julie, do you think that if the money had been there, if there was a money tree, do you think that you would have maybe fought as hard to do what you were doing? Really? I, oh, yeah. I, I I created this show like I created this show ten years ago. It was really important to me to actually get it out there. It's my baby. So, yeah. I mean, if I if I could just have a bunch of money and just keep doing fumbling, I would be so happy to keep this show. <laughs> just keep going and going and going because I love the situation comedy that it is. I can keep it mm-hmm. moving and keep it going and keep it growing. Um, the one thing I love about what we do is. We don't have someone telling us, you can't do that, you can't do this, that's not allowed, standard, ABC standards not coming in with their list, so you can't say this, you can't say that. So, I mean, that's the wonderful thing about where we are. If I could stay on the net and everyone make a lot of money and we would all be successful, I'm good. How far off do you think it is before the reality that you can have a a successful money-producing internet-only series is? Crystal, any thoughts? 
No, I wasn't born with that. Um, <laughs> I'm just pretty. <laughs> I'm just pretty. Um, I think my experience has been that there are a lot more online networks popping up, um, and they're getting outside funding. Um, uh, I know I've talked to people who work for Comcast, Sony. Um, you, you see on the internet what's happening. There are more corporate-funded mm-hmm. web products out there. So I don't think it's. I think in the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see a lot of um, online networks popping up that will license shows like ours. That qu- that quickly, yeah. really? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm looking to read your face to see if I can... If, if you can't read her face. <laughs> Good luck. Because you're talking about things that are, are popping up, and um, there have been a couple of people who've made a, a mention of the fact that you are possibly the busiest woman in online series. And they want to know, how are you finding the time to do all of this? There's there's Venice, there's uh, Grove, you've got Beacon Hill Beacon coming Hill. up. Yeah. Um, this is where you told me I am a robot. You are a robot. <laughs> really? I just plug myself in at night. Um, I don't know. Uh, this, has been, this has been a very interesting summer for me because we, we are in post-production for Venice and pre-production for Beacon Hill. And Beacon Hill, th- this was the first time that somebody's actually come to me um, where I haven't had to raise the money and said, here's this much money and this is your budget and go. So um, it's, it's been interesting to try and balance that and get my kids ready for school in the next week. And, um, you know, I take vacations to Palm Springs in the middle of the uh, sure. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> it's the perfect time when it's 300 degrees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's, a, I mean, I know that, that Beacon Hill is, is a bit off, but uh, there have been a lot of exciting casting news yeah. over, over the past, say, week or so. A lot of really great people are involved in this project. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a political drama, um, obviously, based out of uh, Beacon Hill. And we've got Sarah Brown and Ron Rains and Ricky Paul Golden and, um, um, help me out, anybody. John Paul Gossel. John Lavoisier, Melissa Archer. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I can't say I thought he was cute. I thought he was a cute guy. So I'm like, it sounded a lot like Mark Paul Gosselin. That's where he was going. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. French, whatever. Just some people we haven't announced yet. So, but yeah, it's a really great cast, and it's not my show. It's not my show. It's somebody else's show. I really like it. Otherwise, I don't think I could do it. I really like the scripts, and and it's nice to have somebody hand you a nice chunk of change and say go. Definitely. That's where we are, but that's. I think it's very promising for what. Julie we're and I have wheelbarrows that are in but, the closet, ready for the money. So you know, anyone wants to give us that money, we're right here. But no, the, the fact is, is that this is this is a that's a big step that people are. You know, this is a book publishing company, Bella Books. They're very successful, and and they want to sort of change course a little bit. And the fact that they were they want to do a web series is really a big deal. So, I, I it's going to happen for everybody. You just hang in there long enough. And Steve, pretty well. Sorry, I didn't repeat. He's on his phone. I'm tweeting that He's people are, should be listening to this. We're all tweeting. I hope someone's listening to this. There are people who are listening definitely listening because they hear the shout outs. Good. We have pretty that is taking a break yes. for a bit. Yes. We have the in which uh, there's more coming. Yes. Can people expect that perhaps pretty could return at some point? I look at Stacy. Um, well, uh, well, all right, I'll say it here. I'll let you have the scoop. Um, Pretty will be back in the new year. 
Um, season what? four. <laughs> season what? Season four will be going into production, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, but probably early next year. And all I can say is that I, I will be putting offers out to the original cast, but I will tell you it's going to be a brand new show. And that's all I can say, but the cast will come back in a very, very, very different way. And when you see it, it will all make sense, and hopefully you'll find it funny. And I pitched the idea to Stacy, and she said... What did you say? <laughs> I, 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 I said, I what? What that's did I say? Did you, were you like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was response? I, I pitched the idea. I, I said, I said, I, I have to read it. I'm excited to see because it's so different than the original Pretty. And the other thing he said, it was going to take place in Hawaii and I was going to have a trailer. That's right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. It's, just, it's a oh. picture of a trailer. <laughs> and Hawaii is Palm Springs. I'm interested to see what people think. Think since now that you've put that out there to see what people have come up with in their heads. So That's I would love to see if you have an idea of what you think Pretty's reincarnation where will be. Where do you be. think we're going to go? Huh? Where do you think they're uh, going to go? Uh, Hawaii. Share it on Twitter. We'd love to hear some of your thoughts. So I have to ask, as we're we're you know we haven't really started the the hot as hell technically. I mean, I guess this is the unofficial start of it. If this is uh, as successful as it appears that it's going to be. I mean, people are talking about it and people are, are lined up to come in here uh, mentioning on Twitter that they're on their way. Could this be a yearly event? Julie? Julie? Will it always be when it's 130 yes, degrees? Yeah, we'd, we'd like it to be... The, the hotel, believe it or not, like three weeks ago, presented us with a new contract for next year already. For the same, really? For no ne- next year. And, yeah. and they were wonderful here, and they even offered us the exact same deal, and they already gave us a great deal. And I was like, I called Julie, and I'm like, holy crap. And so, like, we agreed that we should get through this weekend, see how it goes. I love Bail. this place. This yeah. place is so Riviera's amazing. Nice. amazing. Bail Crystal out of prison. Yes. Yeah, get her out. Yes. And uh, and see how it goes. But we hope it will be big. There's something really cool going on. We have, you know, we have a modest beginning. We have, uh, you know, 60, 75 people coming. And I think there's... I know. I hope this becomes the next Comic-Con. I just, I think that it's going to be super, super fun. I think there's something that's going to be really fun for everybody here who's in it from the get-go, whether you are a web series person or you are a web series fan is that you're going to be in on the ground floor of the fun of this. And I think next year when it's 300 people and all of us are like, holy crap. And I have, you know, armed guards at the door. I don't know what, but no, I, I hopefully, yes. I'd love for it to be a year later. I'd just like to point out that the Riviera is beautiful. Yes, That's what Kelsey said too. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I'm drunk. No, it's fine. <laughs> and she's drunk. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. No, I just said this place is so nice. It's but it swank. is specifically beautiful and swank. And you walk in, and it looks like your suit's living room. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Oh, my gosh. Which I think means it's covered in dog hair and mm-hmm. No, it does look like your living room. Really? Well, that's and that was just a joke. Okay, I was going to say, because if, if, if it is, dogs. Kirsten, what, are the, what are the pictures? With, no, she doesn't have dogs. With, Kirsten, uh, does, Kirsten lives in a bottle. That's right, she lives in a bottle and is unleashed. That's how it happens. She yeah. comes out of poof of smoke. Yeah. Well, certainly if they're extending contracts already, it has to be that they at least see it as something that they would want to play host to. They Nobody's. are awesome here. We had a um, an agreement on a, uh, we t- you know, Julie and I, I did seven years of event planning for the American Cancer Society, so Julie and I worked together on this, and, 
and I was very modest, and I couldn't believe how great they were here because I gave them very modest, very low numbers for guarantees because what happens with a guarantee is if you don't reach the guarantee, it comes out of mine and Julie's pocket. We um, almost tripled the guarantee numbers, so they're really excited. The other thing is, this is Palm Springs. It's the middle of August. There ain't nothing going on, and they're so happy that we're here, and we're happy to be here, and... They actually asked us, they said, would you guys want to come in October instead? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, right? But I'm like, no, 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 no. We're doing it in August. We're all going to sweat and glisten and have a great time. There are, of course, people who were not able to make it here for one reason or another. Losers. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, they're they're not here. So I want to give you guys in the, the last little bit that we have an opportunity to speak to them and, you know, make them feel as though... They're part of the pot as hell family, even though they're not here with us. Kelsey? Kelsey? Um, to people who can't be here? Well, there was something I was going to say earlier, which is just that, for me personally, I am terrible at just self-promotion, whether I'm producing a show or in someone's show. I'm and your show that, that you produce is called? Girl Parts. Thank See, you. exactly. There you go. But I'm terrible with that stuff. I would much rather always interact. So when you do get that tweet or you do get that Facebook message and people are saying, even if they're just saying like, what was up with that? Or are you going to bring that person back? Or why did you make that choice? I'm so excited to open the dialogue. So if you can't open the dialogue with us this weekend, please... Tweet and Facebook and all that fun jazz because it's, it's like everything. It's exactly why we do this. So. That's what I would say. And hi. <laughs> You're probably much cooler than we are because it's literally 109 degrees. Okay? I should think it's hotter than that. Maybe hotter than that. In the room, too. Kirsten, for people who weren't uh, able to come out here and, and hang out with us, maybe uh, something that you can offer them to get them to show up next year. Um, um, um... <laughs> I brought a giant bag of shiitake mushrooms and celery. It, and it's literally like four different kinds of um, and peanut butter. Uh, and um, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it. And my point is, is that that's a surprise year, event tonight. Year, I'm sorry. Next year, I do. Didn't mean to ruin it. Crudités. Free random crudités. Yeah. And you'll be making these for the people. I'm pulling them out of my ice box. I'm in a baggie. And, and I got amazing. them this year, so that could be amazing. Game, I could have it next year too. That could be amazing. I don't know, if I, but you see, I'm not. I, you're making. We're making a lot of suppositions because I'm in pretty now. There's going to be a new pretty and original cast. I'm in the second tier. Oh, this got oh. awkward. She's waiting for her. Awkward. It's not awkward. It's just honest. So I can't make any suppositions. I might be coming as a patron of the arts. You can be my co-host <laughs> next year. Killing Kelsey's character off. <gasps> oh my! Wow! Surprise! It's now cold as hell. It's cold as hell. But it all takes it all takes place in the after world, right? The next season, so it works out that she's killing. Oh, perfect! No, I'm not killing her. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Crystal, there are a lot of people who would have loved to have come here and spend some time with you, but again, as I said, for whatever reason, they couldn't get here. Would you like to give you an opportunity to say hello to them? Sure. Um, <laughs> do this. Wave your hand like a queen and be like, hello, little people out there. <laughs> hello. No, I, I, I wish you could be here maybe next year. This was, you know, this is, I, maybe they didn't think we were actually going to show up. But, um, you know, I'm happy that the people that flew in or drove in or trained in could be here. And, and they're going to hear about how fun it is and how interactive it is. And they're going to get some stuff on, on the screen and we're going to, make fun of ourselves quite a bit. 
especially after a few more glasses of champagne. Um, and uh, so next year it'll be um, twice the size. I think the people that came this time are so lucky because I yeah. don't think they're going to have any clue. Like, wait, what? This They're here and we're just hanging out with them, like all casual-like? And next year I'm going to talk everybody in to uh, letting me do a, lead a craft. And Ooh. so if you come next year, we will do a crafting session. Oh, nice. Awesome. I'd like to... When do we point out that we're all really in Philadelphia eating cheese? <laughs> <laughs> when they show up for happy hour and there's nobody there. It's going to be great. <laughs> they show up in the ballroom. <laughs> It'll be a, a Skype feed of us in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, though, we are out of time. We're going to go and see what's going on in the ballroom in, in just a little bit. If you did not get to hear all of today's show, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. You can listen to it there. You can download it, take it with you. You can stream it. While you're there, you can also check out more than, I think, 185 other episodes of the show that we've done. You can download all of them again. It's on demand. It's free. There's no cost. So check it out. You can check out some interviews with some of your other favorite stars. Now, next week, we are going to have singer, author, actress, Gloria Loring will be here, who nice. was on Days of Our Lives. She's going to be discussing her new autobiography, Coincidence is God's Way of Remaining Anonymous. That will also be something that we'll probably bring up at a panel discussion later this weekend. That's next Friday, August 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing yes. off on another of Surf Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.